Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and thanks so much for joining us with Second Vision today. Today we have a different theme happening. We're going to look at our shadow side, <laughs> a different way of looking at life, a new vision. I have the wonderful writer Will Schneider with me today, the author of Lucifer's Game, The Book of Shadows, and this book has movie written all over it. It's actually a tale about uh, a man who's suffering from a major tragedy in his life and goes to Hawaii to heal himself, and it's there who he meets the character named Lucifer, who helps him look at his shadow side. Will Schneider lives in Sonoma County. He is a talented writer with a very interesting background, spent many years in business development in the high-tech world, as well as national sales manager in the wine industry. And during all this time, Will decided to go on a spiritual quest and studied the metaphysical world, which led him to really exploring how he could heal himself and others by looking at the shadow side of our personality. And that's what we're going to explore today. The book is, again, Lucifer's Game, and I'm really delighted to have Will with us today. How are you, Will? Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much. It's so cool to be invited onto your lovely show. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, there's many people who I'm sure are going to benefit from it. And as I said uh, earlier, when I asked you if it's going to be on audio at some point, that will also be a plus because many of our listeners are visually impaired like myself. Right. Well, you know, uh, I mean, thanks for the tip as to uh, the right company to go with for that. So, that's Yeah, great. Audible is wonderful. It, it yeah. really is. Um, and I actually think you can even donate a book to Braille. Um, I'd have to find out the information for you later, but I think they do it for free. Oh, that's uh, so that yeah, that's something you know. You're talking about giving back before, you know, yeah. and of course it's just you know in the, in the Braille Institute, so hey. you wouldn't you wouldn't have to worry that it was going to get out worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So tell us about the book, Lucifer's Game. Yeah. Well, let's see. So. Lucifer's Game. First of all, it's it's a novel, uh, metaphysical. Mm-hmm. You know, has a metaphor, metaphysical twist to it. Right. And um, you know, I, as I was telling you earlier, Kristen, I um, I had this. You know, I've been a student. Uh, you know, like all of us, in some way, we're all on our own journey, on our own path of some sort. And so, for decades, I've been on my own. And and the nature of a of a student, you know, of, of of anything spiritual, is you're always taking, you know, I'm taking in information, taking in knowledge, experiences. And about three years ago, I got this really strong message to to give something back. And so that's beautiful. Yeah, I stood back. That's, a, that's thought, the message we should all live by every day. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was like, you know, very strong, do it, you know. So I, I stood back and I thought, okay, I could I could write about any number of different things. I chose the concept of the, of the shadow because my experience has been on my own path and, and, and on many others uh, just, you know, as I've observed it, that there's kind of a, a bit of a weakness, in my view, on the, on the spiritual journey, which is our our tendency is to, you know, as we consider ourselves a spiritual person, to to lean towards the light. In other words, um, the positive. You know, yeah. So I'm I, I'm a loving, you know, person. I'm I'm kind. I'm truthful. I have integrity. 
you know, these are wonderful qualities to to engender, right? But what about my unspiritual side, right? That doesn't fit that kind of rosy. Right, like I was reading the list in your um, your press material, the jealousy, yeah. envy. I mean, you you can go on. Yeah, <clears> excuse me. Right down the line. Yeah. You know? And all of those anger. Are, all they're all uh, for most of us kind of unacceptable qualities. So the tendency is you know, push them out of sight, out of mind, but it just doesn't work that way. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's out of sight, but not out of our psyche. We, you mm-hmm. know, it, go, it kind of goes underground. And then, I mean, you can see it clearly in, in many sort of, you know, very evolved gurus and teachers that, you know, they get halfway up the mountain, so to speak, and then they take yes. these disastrous falls from grace, right? Why? Well, I... In my view, it's because they haven't done their shadow work. They haven't looked at what they've buried away, and then it comes up and sabotages them. So, and 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 that's true for for me as well. You know, I've had my own experiences. So I thought that's a great that deserves attention. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write yet one more self help book, right? Uh, I thought I would weave it into a tale, make it a, a cool story. That would pull the reader along. As yes, that's what makes a great book. You know, yeah. you want to come away with something. Yeah, and then the message. You know, I took two and a half years, went up to Mendocino, just buried myself along the coast in a cottage, and mm. just poured what I knew into this. So that woven into the tale is a lot of knowledge, both about the light and the shadow, and 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 how the two interact. Oh, I'd love to read it. So, so tell us, you know, tell us about the main character, Jackson. He's yeah. suffering from a tragedy, and I mean, as much as you can tell without giving the book away, of course. Right. So, Jackson is a middle-aged man who, uh, you know, he's someone who has been working on himself for a long, long time, and has a disaster happen, and the wheels start coming off on, in his life. And so he goes to Hawaii to try to pull himself together and mm-hmm. to heal, basically. And everybody has at least one of these in their lifetime, and some have multiple. <laughs> that's what, that's right. what I write about with Second Vision. You know, yes. it's, everybody has to reinvent themselves at some point. Right. And so while he's there, he's approached by Lucifer, and my Lucifer character, as I said, is he's in the guise of a of a tourist with bad taste, you know, a loud, a low uh-huh. shirt and sunglasses. And, and he approaches Jackson and he basically says, look, he, he says, look, I'll make you a deal. I, I, Lucifer, show up from time to time and I want to pick the brain of somebody who seems to represent, you know, humanity at this point in time. So I get a, kind of get a handle on, on how you see things and how you think. Mm-hmm. And you, Jackson, can ask me anything you want, within reason, right? Okay. So, the two so of he's them just create... a boisterous character that he meets just to, just yeah. along the way, and the... right, okay. And, but Lucifer shows up specifically to, you know, to and sl- slowly, but just, so they have this dialogue. No, excuse that... me. Is Lucifer like a demon though, or is he just? Uh, no, I mean, you say he, he re- no, he represents the darker side, the shadow side, the the, yeah, the ill traits he... that we don't like about ourselves. Right, he and he does it well. He represents the unconscious. And okay. his game, Lucifer's game, as it turns out, 
is to keep us in a state of what he calls waking sleep. Okay. Uh, and that our, you know, and that's another part of the the, the discussion and the, the yes. story about how the, our consciousness can go vertically, unlike mm-hmm. you know animals that are kind of locked in. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like we can be in, in any given moment, we can be more awake, you know, more right. present, right? right? More in the moment. Yes, which is be, where we should be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or we can be down, you know, distracted and our mind wandering in the past and the future. Fearful and, and, or... Yeah, and all of that. So Lucifer's mm-hmm. game, his game with us is to keep us unconscious. He represents, he is the champion of the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so the the story is about how... <clears throat> Lucifer starts, Jackson is pretty much not in touch with his shadow side, and he's been one of those guys that has spent most of his life, you know, kind of engendering the the light, but is unaware of what's under the surface of himself. So he so, thinks he's okay. He thinks he's... Yeah, he thinks he's fine. Right. But he starts, Lucifer starts to reveal, put him in, in situations where he begins to see, wow, you know, these different sides of himself, and then... He tempts him with, uh, you know, incredible power. And then Jackson sees this whole other side of himself come out. And then it becomes this, you know, challenge within him. Uh, you know, you can tell that Lucifer is trying to reel him in, right? Mm-hmm. But the the point of the book, Kristen, is mm-hmm. that ultimately what we want to do is bring our light to our unconscious shadow, and to be able to recognize, acknowledge, and, and acknowledge what it is we're stuffing away, mm-hmm. all the energy it takes to screw the lid on on these parts of ourselves. Oh yes, in denial. In, exactly, and just with kindness and intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, be able to hold these uh, these rejected selves, and then be able to. Be in the middle with our awakeness, with our mm-hmm. you know, with our presence, and hold our light side and our shadow in a in a true balance, and mm-hmm. thereby, you know, create an, uh, a kind of cohesive wholeness as opposed to the split of my my you know wonderful light and the the shadow that I'm disowning and uh, shunning and rejecting, away. right. Yeah. So that that's the point of the book and whether Jackson can actualize that or not is you know, you have to read the book. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds yeah. so exciting. So so Jackson yeah. also exists in a blog in in present yeah. day, doesn't he? Yeah, so Snap uh, Out of It, I think Snap Out of It dot com or Yeah, so on uh Lucifer's Game dot com is the, the book's website. Jackson has a blog called Snap Out of It and Uh huh. Uh, he writes very thoughtful uh, pieces, and then Lucifer. This is, you know, my tongue-in-cheek humor, right? Lucifer has kind of like a Dear Abby column called oh, "Dirty yeah. Laundry." So funny! <laughs> that's in the book, right? Yeah, it's in the book, yeah. but it's also yeah. on this blog where, you know, the letters are "Dear Lucifer," you know, and they they write in a problem, and then he gives his very nefarious, slippery shadow side uh-huh. perspective. Uh-huh how to handle it. <laughs> so, you know, part of the f- 
the, but, the, but in real I life, you have that blog as well, right? Yes. 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 So anyone uh, can access that? Anyone listening, yeah. if they wanted to go to the – just give them the blog name again. Yeah, so uh, I, I would say go to lucifersgame.com, and then okay. you'll see the uh, the different – you know, the two different blog sites. One, Jackson, my main character's mm-hmm. blog pieces, and then uh, Lucifer's uh, – column as well okay oh have fun now how do you, how does your book compare to debbie ford's because i know she's written about the shadow in the past oh yeah so so debbie ford she's been she was one of the most amazing uh proponents of what we're talking about really mm-hmm. you know uncovering you know stop rejecting you know that, mm-hmm. whole, that whole side of ourselves and and she has written a number of books, but they're you know they're very um, matter of fact, very self help oriented, mm-hmm. and uh, quite valuable. In fact, uh, she wrote one with Marianne Williamson and Deepak called The mm. Shadow Effect, right? Which is exactly anyone interested in the shadow on a you know from a self help perspective, I would say The Shadow Effect is a great place to to, to start. But um, you know, in my case, I wrote a I wrote a tale. You know, I wrote yes. a story, right? Yeah, you, I, your Lucifer was the vehicle for you to tell your story. I love right. that. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the difference. You know, uh, quite one's a one's a novel, and Debbie mm-hmm. does you know kind of you know solid self self-help. help. Yes, we're in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so all of this, when you were working in the wine industry, uh, for instance, were you just studying metaphysics on the side and just yeah, learning to was, become a writer? And I mean, it's nice to be able to take two years off and write. So you must have just been building up your your nest egg to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's funny, Kristen. I've um, I've had this double life ever since I was in college when I first my my little seeker got lit up, you know, uh, mm-hmm. where the, the needle in my compass started searching, you know, for, mm-hmm. I started reading all the, you know, the ancient texts and the Tibetan this and that and the Zen, you know, and just, it, it just started building that, that part of me that was seeking. And then I eventually, I found some wonderful paths over time, different ones that, yeah, were perfect fits for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, but at the same time, I had to make a living. So I've, of I've course. had those two things going. You know that uh, one was deeply immersed in my own uh, development. You know, and the mm-hmm. other was, uh, and then taking what I was learning there and applying it to my business world. You know that it, you know, one's life is the perfect place to, you know, of course, to, of course, to make it. Bring, to breathe life into what you're learning, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, really, uh, my my dharma, if you mm-hmm. will, you know, what, what I'm here for, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just now really opening it up, which is to write. I've done... I've done enough studying, you know, I've taken in enough knowledge. It's not that I'm going to stop, yes. but it's like it's time to... I, now you I want to communicate that, it. It's time to show up, you know. I think yeah. we all need to... Everyone has something to give and to Definitely. offer. Definitely. And the world is in kind of a, 
a very tenuous place. Oh. And I think it's time that, you know, w- w- the question I think is everyone needs to ask, what do I have to offer, right? Right, it can be right. As simple as helping your neighbor in some way, you know, or it can be like what you're doing, which has a, you cast a wide net, right, which is wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so it's, but everyone has something. So for me, everyone has something, and a lot of people don't have the time. You know, they get, um, you know, they have five kids and they're working two jobs, and they they don't have even the opportunity to be have the education that they would like or to have the wherewithal, you know, after work to go and study and then do something creative. And some people are just lucky and they go right into their chosen field, and they, you know, they're they're masters at it. Yeah. But I, I think even if one is super busy, really the first place to start is with oneself, you know. Oh, definitely. Like, I think many, most of my creative juices came from, from volunteering in the past 10 yeah. years, 15 yeah. years. You know, ever since this happened to me with my eyesight, I've met the most incredible people. And like you said about giving back, they, they've been my most enjoyable experiences very often. Yeah. You know, just getting out and trying to um, learn about other people's challenges and how they've overcome them, and, and you talk about that in your book in a different way. In fact, let's get back to that. Talk about the three yeah. levels of con- subconsciousness. Or is it consciousness yeah. or, yeah? Yeah, and, so um, I think this is something you'll understand. Uh, so I I drew upon one of the paths that I studied. It's an ancient path, and it, it breaks consciousness down into uh, uh, three different dimensions. And, mm-hmm. and to, to track this, you have to kind of put aside. Most people have that have studied, you know, different spiritual paths have um, a certain mindset when it comes to what they mean by different dimensions. Like some people understand the fourth dimension to be the astral plane and that type of thing. This is, you know, I would put all that aside, <clears throat> and uh, it's very simple in a sense, but it it goes back to what we were talking about, Kristen, about that our human consciousness can go vertically. And again, unlike, say, a cat, you know, which is sort of locked into cat consciousness that's not going to change, Mm -hmm. our, our state in any given moment can go up or it can go down. And it's kind of a, it's, it's really our call, right? Right. So, so the third state, just you know, briefly, the third state of consciousness, the third uh, dimension, is kind of where nature has left us off as a as a as the human species, right? So, what is the nature of our regular state? Um, um, I'm an individual, you know, and my consciousness is basically kind of on automatic, and mm-hmm. my mind is. You know, flitting about, I'm thinking about tomorrow, I'm one, worrying about what happened last week, you know. I'm, right. I'm anywhere and everywhere, but right here. Present. So, Eckhart present. Tolle, the, the present moment now. Be here now, right? Yes. And, uh, and the power of now, right? And, yes, it's a beautiful and, book. And so, you know, People will think, well, what do you mean? I, I am here. But if you really look and and observe, you'll see that we're pretty much on automatic. You know, we're <laughs> if you look at most people, they're on their here. iPhones. Yeah. They're on their iPhones and they're texting, and you can't tell me that they're right here, right now. That's right. 
And so the fourth, the fourth dimension is when we snap out of it. You know, when like I can just using myself as an example, you know, I'm in my regular third state of consciousness and, um, the fourth dimension is when I stop and suddenly wake up, and and it's a it's a subtle shift, but it, I go from being, you know, in that sort of on automatic state into suddenly I'm awake, I'm here in my body, and you know there's kind of a subtle electrifying that that opens and you're present. Up. And you're just present, and you can feel the field. And accepting, too. Yeah, right. You know, I had a friend, my sister was actually um, talking to me about something in the future the other day, and I said, you know, I'm going to give you the same advice that a good counselor gave me once, and that is don't project two years from now uh, over something that may never happen. You know, yeah. and um, and I, I we all do it because, you know, right. we all go into the future and then we freak out and think, you know, whether it's financial or, we're, you know, whether we're going to be alone or whatever the situation might be. And nobody, you know, or maybe you won't reach the level of success in your mind that you hope to. I mean, it could be anything, but, you know, it's yeah. just so detrimental to our, our state of mind to do that because none of us know. And it could be ten times better than we think. Right. And, and you know, we've we've managed this long on the planet so we'll continue right. to do it. And all all of that uh you know, generating thoughts about what may or may not happen, all of it takes us out of the moment. The moment. Right. right. And there's any number of ways we get sucked out of the moment. And yes. so we lose we're kinda of locked into that third state. And that's where in my story, Lucifer um, he calls it, you know, he weaves what he calls the web of illusion, mm-hmm. which is that that third dimension, you know, where mm-hmm. everything is kind of in 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 a kind of fog, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't realize mm-hmm. that we're in a fog bank until you lift up out of it, right? And, right. And even if it's for five seconds, to mm-hmm. suddenly. Be present, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's very difficult and slippery to hold on to that, you know, that fourth dimension. But once you get it and feel it and sense it and experience it, then it's like you see, yeah, I'm up and down. And you can own it. Flip back down into the third, and I can step back up in any given moment. You know, I can, I can lift, I can snap out of it. Yes. And be here now. And so, the, yeah. And then the fifth dimension is out of that personal presence that what can actually open up is the fifth dimension, which is, you know, the the, the universal presence. We're mm-hmm. swimming. The universe, all of us, we don't recognize it because our mind is chattering away, but we're in a field of awake beingness. The universe is being. You know, it's an it's mm-hmm. aliveness, right? Mm-hmm. And then our personal aliveness can open up into the larger, you know, global, universal aliveness. And it's like the drop, you know, the analogy of the drop into the ocean. Suddenly, yes. you know, <laughs> the drop becomes the ocean, right? Yes. So that's where, you know, the, the mystics talk about we're all one. Well, in mm-hmm. our third dimension, that makes absolutely no sense, right? Mm-hmm. You mean we're all one. We're all individuals. Mm-hmm. But in the fifth dimension, 
there's that the consciousness is so refined and so awake that the individual awakeness merges into the you know the so you know call it the cosmic awakeness. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. I, I love what you talk about about having to own you know those traits because most of the very helpful and insightful books that I've read have have gone that next step where you have to actually em- embrace the things or go into your subconscious. I mean, I've read everything from the tapping solution to, I mean, you name it, you know. Yeah. But, um, but I have always found it was like a great Christian scientist who works with me once and said, you know, you have to see when I was fighting with the blindness, you know, as I was losing my eyesight, yeah. she said, you have to see yourself as whole. You have to love it and embrace it. And I just I hung on to that. It was the most powerful thing that, you know, there were a few times in my life that acted as catalyst when I did that, and then I was free. Then I had freedom because it, it was no longer a negative. Well, there was something I read on your site, Kristen, that gave me the chills about you know, letting go of what you can't change and make mm-hmm. the most of what you can. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like such a powerful message. It is and, for all of us because we all have something. In life, everyone has something, even if it's just an emotional challenge that you just can't get it together in life, you know, and and you think of all these traits, too. It's so interesting. I was discussing this with somebody recently, and that is, you know, we have these positive, loving, nurturing traits. We, We laugh, we cry, we have all these amazing, wonderful emotions, and then we have these annoying, obnoxious jealousy, fear, anxiety, stress, and, and, and we just, we go... So we have all these unbelievable, obnoxious traits, and we all have them. And we wonder, are they learned? Are are they, um, where do they come from? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's really interesting when you think about it. I mean, we couldn't just be born as a hate, hateful person. It must be learned. You know, I think that's true. I think a child is born complete, in a state of wholeness. Yes, And then it, as Innocent. it develops... And we create these ego structures, and we do that split of what's acceptable and what's not. Mm-hmm. You know, we become something very different. And very different. But love seems so natural when you're loved. You know, when that from the time you're brought into this world, and um, you know, it's it, love is just a natural concept. Yeah. And you know, Kristen, I I've never been one to chase after what you might call enlightenment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, what has always been my focus and my, my magnetic draw is balance. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so important to have balance. Yeah. I talk about that in some of my uh, workshops about energy, balancing your spiritual, right. mental, physical, oh, emotional absolutely. energy. And yeah, so you have to have other on. things that feed you, you know? Yeah. It can't just be, you know, right. balance is so important. And, and you have to, to have me, purpose. Right, and that was the point of of Lucifer's game, which is ultimately, you know, to be able to to balance our 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 acceptable self and our rejected mm-hmm. self, right, mm-hmm. in, a, in a new way to reestablish some level of wholeness. Yes, yes, yes. Very interesting. Well, I I would love you to share your website again, and if there's anything else before we close that you want to tell our listeners about the book or about yourself, your next book, please, it's all yours. Okay, well, thank you. So, um, yeah, so the book, I I love supporting the local bookstores, so Mm -hmm. uh, they can order it uh, because it's in their, you know, catalog system, Lucifer's Game. 
and there's also, uh, of course, Amazon. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, a fun place to uh, just kind of check out is the the books we talked about at the website, lucifersgame.com. Mm-hmm. And then I have um, Lucifer's Game with by Will Schneider on my Facebook, of course. So, um, yeah, any any. Kind and you're of, hoping to bring it to Audible, right? You have a Kindle edition now, right? I have a Kindle edition, and um, I I hope to have it in Audible. You know that that's on the front burner here. So I'm, I got um, you know once the writing experience is very different from the marketing side, as you know. You know. Oh, completely, completely. Yeah, so I'm kind of feeling my way and and. You know, yeah, well, it sounds like you're doing a wonderful job. Is it, you know, for your first novel, that's quite an undertaking. I, I believe me, I know what that takes to get it launched. You know, I, yeah. I was in the TV business for 20 years, so. Oh boy. Yeah, so I, I know a little bit about publishing and television. Um, I wanted to ask one last thing too before we close, yeah. and that is, if there's, let's just say, one technique that someone could use, you know, for our listeners today on yeah. and helping them. Well, here's here's one thing I would say. It's so. Looking at, at the shadow is not easy. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot of courage, and mm-hmm. it, you know, when it when it it tends to hide when we mm-hmm. want to start to look for it. So the mm-hmm. best way to start to perceive what we may have buried in our shadow in our unconscious mm-hmm. is how are we projecting in life? In other words, what. What is it that really bugs me? What is it that really pisses me off about someone else, right, mm-hmm. or or something else? And that's often a key. I can I can I can't see it in myself, so I project it out, and it it vibrates in a negative way out there, right? So that's one way to uh, to be able. Yeah, to, where the universe uh, is often a mirror. Yeah, it's like okay, that that's a button for me. Now, can I find that in myself? So mm-hmm. that would be that would be to ask uh, yourself, why am I uncomfortable? With- yeah, why am I uncomfortable? And and, and then be, try to find that characteristic, you know, buried in oneself. And and I would also add to do to bring some light to one's shadow. It's really important to have a light touch and mm-hmm. to really bring your heart and your your. Your, your presence, you know, your, mm-hmm. your compassion, and you know, because you want to invite parts of oneself that are, you know, very unloved and uh, and rejected, and and bring them up and feel them and taste them. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. I feel you. Now, now I'm going to incorporate you into my whole self. You're not going to run my life, but you're not. You don't have to sabotage me either. Right. right. Right, and hopefully, if it's a really obnoxious trait, it'll go away once you've acknowledged yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or turn into an ally of some kind, right? Yes, or you know, often we 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 see the pain and the hurt behind something, you know, yeah. whether it's jealousy, envy, stress, or whatever it is, and then we say, oh, this exactly. is where this is coming from. So it's some people right. are just in denial, you know. Yeah. So well, Will, it's been a pleasure, and oh, um, this is yeah. Great. 
Yes, just wonderful. I wish you so much luck with your writing, and and I'll just tell you really fast before we close. I had my first kayaking experiencing last year because <laughs> I read that that you cool. love to kayak. So yeah, yeah, oh, it was very fun. fun. Well, yeah, that'll be another conversation. It'll be another conversation. But I wanted yeah. to thank everyone for listening today. We're going to close now, and uh, wow. you've been listening to Second Vision. My guest, Will Schneider, author of Lucifer's Game, and you can go to his website. Will, what's the website? One more time. Yeah, Lucifer'sGame.com. Lucifer'sGame.com. And remember, you know, as you look at life with a new vision this month after listening to this, don't be afraid of your darker shadow side. It could actually help you into a higher consciousness. So God bless you. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.